I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to this edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Uh, so excited to be here once again and share uh, what we talked about for a long time, Glenn, even though uh, the concept for the podcast comes out of what you've been doing with the Reppel Minute and from your book, Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy. We keep reminding folks over and over, and, and it reminds ourselves, too, that we're not really talking opinion or anything like that because really the majority of what we do is we're just we're just quoting scripture uh, directly from the Word of God, which is uh, even if you think about it, Glenn. First of all, how are you doing today, Glenn? <laughs> hey, fantastic, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I, I am so excited. I just I just finished watching, uh, getting a chance to rescreen. Uh, the last podcast that you and I had had uh, the chance to publish called Kingdom of God Without Religion, which sounds a little bit odd, but it's getting a tremendous response because I think what what you're what you do in that teaching is you draw the distinction about the relationship that God is really looking for as opposed to all the doctrines and the and this, you know, oh, we do it this way because that's how my grandfather did it kind of thing, which is which which you know is full of uh, uh, you know, kind of, if you will, excuse the expression, religiosity, but not necessarily having the having that relationship that we seek with God. And so, I'm really so excited as this uh, as this continues. And folks, if you're new to this, you can access all of the Kingdom Living podcast on therepelminute.com. That's the website that you want to keep in mind because you can access Glenn's uh, daily Monday through Friday, the Repel Minute which is a great biblical motivational uh, concept is just real quick every morning to help you get your day started. Lots and lots of people uh, actually subscribe and just have it delivered directly to to their in, email inbox. You can certainly do that from the repelminute.com. You can also access information about the fraud series and the book fraud uh, and, and how that kind of led into the whole Kingdom Living podcast series and helping folks really Glenn, as you talk about often in your business role, uh, you have a very successful company called uh, GA Repl and Associates that you have worked together with for years with uh, uh, business on the financial level. But the thing that comes back to is you use this topic called reach your purpose as kind of a, a definition of how you want to operate as you're helping customers there. But as we've kind of appropriated in the in the uh, kingdom living side, because that's really what I think God is calling us to do to reach our purpose. And I am really excited about the guest you have with us today, and really looking forward to uh, all that God has for us on today's edition of Kingdom Living, Glenn. Amen. Well, thanks, Carrie. You know, and and again, I think a part of uh, what what you're saying too is was that last podcast about. Uh, you know, I, you know, and you're going to hear this with Bruce Woodard that I'm going to introduce in, in a minute here is that uh, we're tired of religion and, and it's so easy to get caught up into religion and, 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 and how what we really are seeking is the revelation of God as he speaks to us. And so uh, we're, we're just so thankful to the people that, that do listen in, that they've subscribed. 
to the Facebook and also to the teaching because uh, we're reaching uh, uh, over a million people uh, in a 90 day period across the world. And so, you know, to God be the glory. And again, a, a part of this too, as, as Kira was alluding to, because uh, we brought this out and I've said this before, and I think it's important that we say it again, that when we look at scripture, we look at a lot of different translations. Uh, and, and it's really important uh, to do that because, and Bruce, has, we've said this in our small group, but there's one translator, and that's the Holy Spirit. So that's the way to prob best way to introduce Bruce Woodard because uh, he and I have been walking together for over what thirty years. Bruce, is that twenty seven? Twenty seven. Okay, Un under thirty years anyway. That's right. And and uh, uh, we've we've been meeting every week and many times two times a week uh, over that thirty year period. Uh, and 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 again, I think that's a part of what uh, a fellowship is and walking with a brother. And, and just in, encouraging one another. And so uh, he's written a book called A Guide uh, to Life with the Spirit. And when I think of Bruce, I think of the Holy Spirit because that's been his theme uh, of just teaching. And so some, some of the things uh, in the book uh, are just, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So many times people don't know uh, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, because maybe their domination or, or their teaching. And, you know, just had someone say today uh, that was really interested is that there are people that sat underneath one teacher for 30 or 40 years and they've not gotten outside of that, that teaching. And it's just that one person doing the teaching. And so this is why we really encourage people to listen and, and allow the Holy Spirit to guide. He's your guide. He's your comforter. Uh, and we're going to be uh, learning so much. But in, in Bruce's book, uh, it, you know, he also sends out a, a daily uh, uh, moment uh, and and he, 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 he does it uh, through texting and, 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 and through other, other methods, but you can also get his book on Amazon. And uh, uh, Bruce, uh, we're so happy and pleased to have you with us. And uh, uh, just, I'm going to open up to you and uh, just tell us what's on your heart as, as, as we talk about the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you both very much. And uh, I'm going to start out today. Um, with a statement. I mean, you talked about religion, and somebody once told me that religion is the gospel of the spiritually dead. Um, yeah, and <laughs> our gospel is the restoration kingdom gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, the whole subject matter of my talk today is going to revolve around God, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because if you had a title for this message, it would be what's missing. Okay. And to explain that, I'm going to uh, give a brief overview of, uh, of my testimony. All right. Uh, I was baptized at age nine into uh, Southern Baptist church in uh, Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, before it was a state. And uh, dad Fickett was a fire and brimstone pastor. And, uh, yeah, uh, you were either in or out. I mean, he was a no nonsense. But unfortunately, I started dying after I was after I was born again. Okay, I I, I didn't really grow spiritually. Yeah, you know, I grew a little bit with head knowledge, but I I didn't grow. So, you know, from age nine until age thirty one, I became part of the world. All right, 
And I believed in God. Yeah, I I believed that there was a God, but I didn't have a relationship with him. All right. And then at age 31, I was born again. And I got excited. I even bought a Bible. All right. I had a I bought a Bible. Uh, I didn't read it, but I bought it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and I started praying harder and trying to be good, you know, trying to find my own way into righteousness. And, um, and so slowly over the next 17 years, I fell away. And at age 48, when I was at the bottom of my pit at the, what I, what I found out was the actual beginning of the end of my desert experience, Jesus came and saved me. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, initially I used to say I turned back to Jesus, but then the Holy Spirit corrected me and said, no, we came and got you. All right. Uh, basically they knocked the, do- the door down and that's when I met Glenn and he and I started this journey and boy, we, yeah, we were super religious there for a while. I mean, we started learning and we had lots of head knowledge. All right. But it, it was six inches away from our heart, you know, which might as well be a, a Grand Canyon. But we were learning and, and we were, you know, we were we, we were pressing in and we started learning. And then uh, at age 68, I had finished reading my Bible through for the 20th year in a row. 20 years in a row. I read the whole Bible every year, every year. I read the whole Bible and I was patting myself on the back. I got a cramp back here you know, from doing that. And uh, yeah, I was patting myself on the back, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, you, you don't know anything. Yeah, because I had just read where Jesus said, yeah, you can do all the same things I've been doing, and even greater things. And I, I was kind of sitting there contemplating on that, and I go, I haven't been doing anything. I mean, I, you know, I haven't done anything. And the Holy Spirit finally came upon me and said, that's because you don't know me. You know who Abba Father is, and I didn't call him Abba Father back then. And he said, you know who Jesus, your Savior is, but you don't have a clue who I am. And without me, you can't do anything because I'm Christ in you. And the word tells us that through Christ, we can do all things. But to have Christ, we have to be with the Holy Spirit. Okay. So then things started changing. It was like somebody turning on the light. And all the cockroaches in my life started scattering, and uh, and yeah, and I, and the Holy Spirit started changing me, you know, because I discovered Him and His revelation and the power that He brings into our lives. But here's the deal: that power isn't what we think. It's not the power to do things; it's the power to be things. Okay. So, you know, like this, you know, when he came in, he gave me his power so that I could change my life to start being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And I go, wow. And he gave me the power that changed my outlook on service, serving others. Yeah. Instead of serving others to get something, I I was serving others starting to give something. And and it just changes your whole life. So then I had to go back and I had to ask myself, why did Jesus come? Yeah, I mean, why did God come to earth to be with us? Okay, did he come to earth to save us from our sins 
So at some point in time, we get to go to heaven and everything's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, he came to the world to sozo us. Okay. Sozo is the Greek word that we translate as saved. All right. Saved pales in comparison to sozo. And if you ever do, go, go look it up. Okay. When you're sozoed, you're restored, you're made whole, you're healed, your sins are remitted. All right. Not, not just forgiven, remitted. Okay. And there's a difference between forgiven and remitted. Remitted, it means they're removed as far as the east is from the west. And unfortunately, we've been stuck in sin consciousness in, 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 our, in, our, in our congregations and our meetings. We, you know, we've been told, you know, that, you know, that we need to repent. And, and, you know, and we do. Okay. But, but that's not why Jesus came. He didn't come to give us a ticket to heaven. It says in Matthew 4, 17, that from the time, from that time on, when he came out of the desert after his desert experience, okay, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for heaven, the heaven's kingdom realm is now accessible, okay? That's the TPT, okay? It's now accessible. See, the kingdom of God is now accessible because Christ came to restore us back into the kingdom of God as children of the living God, all right? So, you know, I started going, wow, now, now this, is, this is something. So, you know, Jesus, you know, came out of the desert. Or he was empowered with the Holy Spirit, and then he started doing stuff. So Jesus came to proclaim the kingdom of God to those who receive so that they could be the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. You know, isn't that what the prayer says? You know, Abba, Father, may your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Well, if it's going to come on earth as it is in heaven, who's going to bring it? It's got to be us. And that's what Christ has commissioned us, us to do. So let's take a look at Luke 4.43. Don't you know, says Jesus, I must go and offer the hope of God's kingdom. That is why I have been sent. Jesus was sent down here to reestablish the kingdom of God among God's people. Acts 10.38, Father God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with God the Holy Spirit and with power. There's that word power again. All right, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. For Father God was with him. And I know, Glenn, you, know, you and I have talked all about, yeah, and we've, we've come to the conclusion that the kingdom of God is when? Now. It's now, okay? So Jesus said, I came that you might have abundant life when? Now. Now, okay? So if, you know, if we are truly, as the word tells us, seated in the highest heavens, now we're not seated with Jesus. We're not seated behind him, under him. We are seated in him. Okay, so we are one with him, but to be one with him, we have to walk with the Holy Spirit you know, and have in, in our spirit and have him conform our spirit to the image of Christ and transform our minds to the minds of Christ. Mm -hmm. We have to think on higher things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'm, I, I like working with one, one on one with people uh, because we can really get into the word together and we can. We can watch the Holy Spirit just explode it, right? If you're reading the Word without the Holy Spirit, you might as well read the newspaper. 
all right? Because it's, it's not going to do anything for you. But when you get with the Holy Spirit, you know, you're going to find that a little, a little dab will do you, all right? I mean, you know, you don't have to read, you know, volumes of it. You, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll start reading and I, I might get into, you know, you know, two, if I get through a whole chapter, sometimes that's great. You know, but I'm not looking to get through it. I'm looking to get into it so it can get into me so that I can be what we're supposed to be, which is rivers of living water. We're supposed to be living epistles. Yeah. Um, not just by what we say, but how we carry ourselves. See, the Holy Spirit gives us that power you know, to transform our lives into Christ-like lives so that we can bring the light of Christ into the world today through our spheres of influence. I'm not a Billy Graham. I, I, I don't touch hundreds of thousands of people, you know, but I, I did a teaching one time for some Africans, uh, you know, and I, I taught them, uh, I taught them one section and, and, and we had a really great time. And from that, okay, one of the pastors took a, a book I gave him, Good Morning Holy Spirit by Billy Graham, uh, not Billy Graham, by, uh, oh, who wrote that book, Lynn? Uh, yeah, uh, who? Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn, yeah. Good morning, Holy Spirit. He took that book home, and uh, and he was over several churches uh, in several African countries, and he, he emailed me back a week later saying, Bruce, my daughter, who had been rebelling against God, got that book you gave me from, from Benny Hinn. She read it overnight. Woke us up in the morning in tears saying, I've got to have Jesus. I've got to have this Holy Spirit. And she, and she, he goes, she's a transformed woman. She's in the church. She's serving. She's excited. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You don't have to be a Billy Graham you know, to influence the spheres of influence in your life. And what are the spheres of influence in your life that through the Holy Spirit, you know, you can bring you know, Christ into? You know, well, first and foremost, it's your family. Yeah, you know, how they see you and how they perceive you. Yeah, you know, and second, after that, it's where we spend most of our time. Yeah, you know, as adults, at work. Yeah, you know, and you know, yeah, you know, I've always liked what I do, but now I love what I do because I do it for my father and not for myself. You know, and I do it to, you know, to uplift others. I met with a pastor today who uh, is uh, coming uh, coming down with. Uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, you know, and I was able to pray with him and encourage him, and he's going to be starting a ministry, you know, and, uh, you know, even though we have circumstances and situations around us that seem like they want to overwhelm us, with the power of the Holy Spirit in us, we don't have to let them dictate what our identity is. See, the Holy Spirit wants to dictate our identity as being Christ-like, you know, situations and circumstances come along and they want to change us and pull us back into the natural out of the spiritual. But if we train ourselves to be disciples, you know, then we'll be disciplined enough to be, learn the secret word that the Holy Spirit taught me a long time ago. You know, when, you know, when trials and tribulations come and the enemy wants me to feel defeated, there's a secret word and I'm going to teach it to you today. It's called no, N-O, no. Okay. No, I'm not going there. Yeah. And then you grow into it and you say, no, I'm not going there because I'm the apple of my father's eye. I'm the object of his affection and he loves me. I'm his son or his daughter. Yeah. 
greater is he that's in me than anything in this world. And and if I, you know, I'm like a little kid. I cling to the Holy Spirit's legs and wherever he goes, I'm hanging on for dear life. (laughs) Yeah. And it has changed my my life entirely. So a lot of people ask me about being filled or baptized with God, the Holy Spirit. How do you, how do you know, Bruce? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you know that you're you're you know you're filled with the Holy Spirit? Uh, and, and a lot of a lot of re- religious people say, well, you got to be speaking in tongues, okay? And and I say, no, no, that, that you know tongues is good. I mean, I I have my own personal prayer language, and and um, I've never spoken in tongues corporately, but I have interpreted, you know, so I know that they're important. But tongues, you know, whether they're individual or corporate, they are a gift. From the Holy Spirit. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you know, you're not going to get those gifts. But it's Him who decides which gifts He wants to give you at any given time. So people go, well, then what's what's the evidence? I said, well, the evidence is in your life and in how you serve and in how you treat other people and react to other people. And I go, you can't you can't be like Christ without God the Holy Spirit. Because Christ couldn't do anything until the Spirit came on him. And then when Christ was getting ready to leave, you know, what did he tell his disciples? You know, you stay here. I've got to go because I've got to send the Holy Spirit to you. Right? And then he told them, you stay in Jerusalem until he comes. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. And when he came, everything changed you know, in a heartbeat. So being filled, okay, Jesus is the one who baptizes us with God, the Holy Spirit. um, John the Baptist said that, you know, one is coming after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and power, right? At salvation, we receive the indwelling as believers, but then we have to seek after the baptism. And the the way I heard it uh, from one pastor was really good. He said, at salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit. At the baptism, we release him in, from inside. So he comes in to dwell with, within us, but we release him in there to start welling up inside of us because as rivers of living water, if we don't let that water flow, it becomes stagnant. And that's why people get excited at salvation, but then sometimes they fall away because they never allowed the Holy Spirit to re- be released over and over again to become that power inside of them that changes not only the outside but the inside but the outside all right so at the indwelling we receive the spirit who awakens our dead spirit and baptizes it in jesus christ at the infilling we release the spirit in us to fill us to overflowing with the truth and power to grow from believers who know of jesus christ to disciples who live like Jesus Christ. And that's the big difference. And the Holy Spirit, when he came on me, he said, Bruce, I want you to go to my, to our, our people, <laughs> and I want you to tell them about the Holy Spirit. And, and I started doing that. And, and it was amazing to me, the pushback uh, that I received. But, I, you know, the Holy Spirit was with me, and he helped me, and, um, you know, helped me keep my temper down so I wouldn't get mad. And, you know, and, and just be, and just persevere, but the people are coming around, see, they, you know, all of a sudden, they're beginning to go, oh, there is something to this, there is something to this lifestyle, you know, what lifestyle are you living in your life, 
If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're living your natural life, yeah, your sinful life. Yeah, you could say, well, I'm a good person. Well, yeah, there are a lot of good people. Yeah, that doesn't get you into heaven. There's only one thing to get you into heaven. That's Jesus Christ. But he calls us to, you know, to be like him. You know, it says, walk as I walk. Live as I've lived. You know, be who you know, I am. Not who I was. Be who I am. So that we can now live that abundant life in such a, such a manner that people see us you know, and they go, you know, you know, are you on something or, you know, what, what, what's going on in your life? And I go, you know, why are you so happy all the time? I go, I'm not happy. No, sir, I'm not happy. Yeah. And they'll look at me and I'll go, I'm joyful. I said, there's a difference. I'm 75 years old. I know the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is a, a world thing. Okay. And to have happiness, you got to create it. Okay. When, when I got my uh, 2012 Corvette, I was happy. Okay, but I know that car is not can't make me joyful. All right, my happiness can be taken away. Somebody can take my my Corvette away. All right, but nobody can take my joy away because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And and who's the joy of the Lord in my life? God, the Holy Spirit, my best friend, my closest confidant, my teacher, my counselor. He's my everything. I talk to him all day long. Yeah, and 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 he helps me at work. He helps me in my family life. He helps me in my, my life with my brothers and sisters. He helps me in my life with people I don't even know. You, know, um, you just have to be prepared. And, and you don't really have to worry about what you're going to say. All right. And the Bible tells us, don't worry about what you're going to say. Because when, when, you, when, you, when situations and circumstances arise, the Holy Spirit's going to be the one to tell you what to say. If you're thinking about what you want to say, you're not letting the spirit move through you. So a lot of times when I'm talking with people, I'll be looking at them and I'll, I'll just be asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? You know, what do these people need to hear from you? Not from me. All right. Um, the evidence of, a, of the baptism. You know, the evidence of the baptism in a disciple of Jesus Christ is power. It's power in their life and their kingdom service. It, you know, it, it's the power to be obedient. Right? Because obedient, you know, Abba Father, you know, he wants faith and obedience above everything else. All right? you know, he, and that relationship that we have with him, that relationship that we have with Jesus, that relationship that we have with God, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, they're one. So when, when I'm talking to the Holy Spirit, guess what? I'm talking to my Father and to my Savior. Yeah. And I'm, when I work with young people, I teach them, look, look at the scriptures that you're, that you're reading. All right? yeah. Yeah. Our joy is the strength of my Father. It's, my joy is His strength. See, when, when I'm being joyful in, in situations and circumstances, that are not happy, okay, I can still be joyful, right? It's the same thing with, with, with um, freedom. Jesus didn't come to free us. He came to give us liberty, right? And liberty is the state of freedom. No matter what you're going through, your freedom can be taken away. So, for example, when Paul was writing uh, epistles from Rome, he was chained between two guards. 
Uh, and when he took a break, those guards got evangelized. <laughs> so he, he got not only to, to write, but he got to evangelize at the same time. But he wasn't free to come and go as he pleased. He was chained between two guards. But they never took his liberty away. They never took his joy away. Yeah. And you read about martyrs. I used to ask myself before I understood, how can somebody gladly be martyred? Now I understand. Because no matter what's going to happen, my joy is still there because my hope in the resurrection life of Jesus Christ, in which I participate because of the Holy Spirit, you know, it will protect me in all situations. You know, and that therein, my hope, you know, which is the substance, you know, you know, my faith, which is the substance of what I hope for. You know, and the word tells us that our hope never disappoints us because the, the agape love of our Father is continually being poured into our hearts by God the Holy Spirit if we're walking with him. So the evidence is power. It's a changed life. I have a cousin who uh, probably reads more than I do, okay? But until recently, I never saw a changed life. He was the same. You, know, you cannot stay the same you know, and walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not allow you to be the same, all right? He'll change you, but you don't even realize it until after it's happened, okay? It's like a gentle breeze blowing through a tree, removing the leaves that need to be removed. And you, next thing you know, you, you know you're, you're brand new. But see, that's the cool thing. We were made brand new when we were born again. Yeah, and people go, well, you know, my dad will, I go, no, your dad is up there. Okay, when you were born again, you got a new dad, and he's up there. And when you were born again, you don't have a past. Okay, when you're born again, you don't have a past. Your future's secured, and now you have a right to live in the present, in his presence, by living and walking with God, the Holy Spirit. So at salvation, we, enter, we, we, we receive the right to enter heaven. We enter into the kingdom of heaven when we are you know, at salvation. We, we have the right to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It says in uh, John 1, 12, okay, for those who, have, who believe and receive Jesus Christ have received the right to become children of God. Okay, now. I was in Key West one time, and this one bartender, we were talking, and he says, well, come on, Bruce, we're all God's children. Yeah. And my wife spoke up and said, uh, yeah, I love you, but not everybody's God's children. Everybody's God's creation. Only those who receive Christ have the right to become God's children. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that, that's powerful. I have to remember that. Yeah. Uh, she's a pretty smart lady anyway. But yeah, So we have the right to become children. All right. So... Why doesn't say we become children? Because it says we have the right to become children. But then in Romans, it says those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons and daughters of God. So we have the right to become children, but we got to get with the Holy Spirit. We got to learn to surrender and submit our lives, our, our finances, everything that, that is important to us. We, we have to learn to surrender that. To our Father and, and surrender our lives to the Holy Spirit, you know, and thank thank them that they're going to empower us. I'm going to, yeah, I, I'm going to go over something that Glenn brought to our attention the other day, which was really, uh, you know, really powerful. Uh, and it's uh, and, and it's funny because 
the Holy Spirit had been working on me and not with these particular verses, but in the same particular way. And, uh, and then I heard, I heard it again today, Ephesians uh, 1, 17, but this is uh, 17 through 20, I think. And uh, scripture tells us in Ephesians 1, 17, that uh, it is Father God who imparts to us the riches of the spirit of wisdom, who's the Holy Spirit, and the spirit of revelation, who's the Holy Spirit, to know him, Father God, through our deepening intimacy with him, the Holy Spirit. So the more intimate we get with God, the Holy Spirit, and we get into our word with God, the Holy Spirit, the more he imparts to us the nature and character of our Father and our Savior and of himself, so that we become Christ-like and can live the Christ lifestyle in the kingdom of God, all right? So then it goes on to say, uh, in Isaiah 11:2, tells us all about the powerful spirit of God. He is the spirit of wisdom. He is the spirit of understanding. He is the spirit of counsel. He is the spirit of might. He's the spirit of knowledge. He's the spirit of the spirit of the, of the Lord. He's the spirit of life. He's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of light. He's the spirit of righteousness. I think we need to have this guy. <laughs> yeah. If Jesus couldn't do anything until he received the spirit, if Jesus said, you wait here until I, I ascend and I'll send the spirit to you, Jesus knows that how important he is. We should know the same thing. All right. Ephesians 1.18 says that the light of God, the Holy Spirit, will illuminate the eyes of our imagination. Oh, I love that. The eyes of our imagination. I used to be the world's greatest daydreamer. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not anymore. Yeah. Why daydream about stuff that isn't when you can let your imagination feast on what is? The word of God. The re revelation word of God. The, you know, and that knowledge. So, you know, why, you know, why, why, you know, why would I, you know, why would I want to daydream? And that, that illumination, okay, will flood you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. Wow. The hope of his calling. You know, he's calling us. You know, Abba Father loves everybody on this planet. Every single one. You know, he sent his son. To, to, to sozo the world, not, not just the believers, okay? He, he so, it's the whole world that he wants, okay? And, yeah, so, yeah, he's calling everybody. Not everybody answers the call, all right? So, yeah, his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy one. If it is the, it, and, and it's the Father's righteousness, you know, I go back now to you know, my testimony. See, I spent a lot of time trying to become righteous, and you can't do it. You, know, you can't do it on your own. You can't be holy. You can't be good. The word tells us no one's good, okay? And, but yet we still, yeah, we're, we're still taught to try to be good, all right? You got to be good, all right? Well, I can't be good. And so then we get defeated. You know, if you walk with God, the Holy Spirit, and surrender to his leading, He'll lead you into sonship. And, yeah, he'll make you Abba Father's son or daughter. All right. But you got to follow him. You got to listen to him. You got, and you got to learn to listen to him because he, he doesn't yell. 
<laughs> I mean, you, you can, I, I, I'm sure I've missed a lot of things that he wanted to tell me, yeah, but uh, he doesn't yell at us. So it's Father's righteousness and his holiness that's imbued into our very souls by God, the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if we don't have the Spirit, we're not connected to them. Remember, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branch. Yeah. And now, if you think of a, a, a vine and a branch, what connects them? Okay. It's the sap. Okay. The sap that brings life from the vine into the... That's the Holy Spirit in us. He's the one who brings the power and the life you know, into us. And that's why Jesus you know, wants us to know that he's so important. We can't do anything without him. And uh, when, I, when I sit in, uh, in, a, in an ecclesia on Sunday, whether it's my own or, or if I'm visiting one, I listen to the message very closely to, to hear how, how much the Holy Spirit is referenced. And, um, and at one time, I was, I was putting too much pressure on the pulpit to speak about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit told me, he said, Bruce, you know, we want people to grow into maturity to feed themselves and, and be able to take a how-to message yeah, no, I'm sorry, to take a should-be message and make it a how-to message. And let me give you an example, and I'll, I'll end with this. Um, you know, our, our pastor did uh, a really good teaching on having spiritual, uh, biblical eyes, okay, seeing the world through biblical eyes. It was a really good teaching. It was a, a three-part teaching. And, it, and at first, I was going, man, he's missing it. He's not talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, no. You you have to be mature enough to take a should-be message and make it into a how-to message. How do we have spiritual, biblical eyes? We don't. We have spiritual eyes. We have to learn to see through the Spirit, by God the Holy Spirit, showing us, okay, and leading us and directing us, you know, so that when I, when I see the, the recent bill that was passed in, uh, by the Senate, and it's a terrible bill, yeah, and yeah, and I I could get upset about it, but I don't. I start praying and, and praying for the people that passed it, and praying for the House of Representatives that still has to vote on it again because the Senate made changes. You know, and we're in a lame duck Congress, so you know, it, 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 you know, there's a good chance it will be passed. But I personally believe in the power of prayer that we you know, that we have the right to ch declare and decree things and. Ah, the Father will make things happen, not not because not for us, but because of you know, of our faithfulness and because of His His righteousness and His grace. So, to wrap it up, my advice is get a hold of the Holy Spirit and do not let go of Him. Make Him part of your life. The first thing I say in the morning is "Good morning, Holy Spirit," and the last thing I say at night after I ask Him to guard my mind while I'm sleeping is I'll see you when I wake up, one way or the other. <laughs> so that's my story, Glenn, and I'm sticking to it. Bruce, th thank you. And one of the things I failed to mention, Bruce is a businessman. He's a kingdom businessman. So, you know, just listening to Bruce here, you think, oh, he's he's out of the pulpit. He's, you know, he's, and, and again, like myself, we are walking 
uh, as, as kingdom businesses, and we look at workplace ministry as our, as our ministry. We're ministry partners. We're for-profit ministries. And, right. and, uh, uh, and that's an important part uh, uh, because the influence that we have in business is multiple because we're seeing people on a daily basis. We see vendors, uh, we, we, we see issues and problems. And so we're, we're right there, right there with, with the people. So uh, Bruce, that, that is just a really a great, uh, great message. And, and uh, walking with Bruce together for these years uh, and holding each other accountable has really been a great thing. And, and, and just encouraging uh, those that are watching and listening, uh, as, as you're inspired, as you read the word of God, uh, as I've done, as Bruce has done, is, is take that, send it out uh, in an email or send it out through uh, a text message or what, write, begin writing down the revelations that they're showing you. It may end up in a book like Bruce has done, much like the book Fraud. And, and what happens, that writing makes you perfect. And so that, that's a real important part. And uh, I, I do recommend that you uh, get Bruce's book, The Guide uh, to Life with the Spirit. You can get it on Amazon. And, and the, it's really rich. There's a lot of teachings that he does in the book. Uh, and it has many of his, his daily messages. Uh, and, and, just, just a, and, and just an encouragement uh, to, to walk with another brother uh, and sister in Christ, to build uh, that, that unity. We need each other. Uh, we, we are joined together. We're the body of Christ. We are the ecclesia. So Bruce, th thank you. Uh, uh, you're a friend, you're a brother, and uh, just really, really love you. Appreciate well, you. I love you too, Glenn. Well, I have to say, uh, just to jump in, I said, really enjoyed this and uh, was looking actually at the book, A Guide to Life with the Spirit on the Amazon. We're going to make sure uh, that you see right here on the screen, there's a link here. Uh, and if you'll take that down, you're going to be able to go directly to the page, get your copy of it. And Glenn, as, as you know, we, there's been so many messages in the Kingdom Living series that resonate so strongly with everything that Bruce has been uh, talking about, you know, I'm 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 reminded of um, just several messages that 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 you've done in the Kingdom Living teaching series from um, the Spirit of I Am, and and that's that's a whole study about engaging and understanding the Holy Spirit as as all that comes together, and then you know things messages like Glory Revealed, all these teachings kind of like weave together this, and so it, it ties. I was thinking, what a perfect message to follow up the most recent Kingdom Living uh, podcast where we were talking about kingdom of God without religion. And it's like advancing, it's like advancing to the next stage, just like uh, Bruce, you were talking about. What a, what a great message. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it's the Holy Spirit. I mean, uh, I, I just can't say enough about them. And if you, you have to remember that in uh, Romans 14, 17, we're told that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God in us. Yeah. So if you want to be in the kingdom of God, you know, you've got to have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Glenn, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to, uh, to pray over everybody within the sound of our voice. Like you were mentioning at the beginning, uh, we're always encouraged on this end because you know, it isn't about us. It is about uh, doing doing the work of the Lord. And and as we talked about at the beginning, 
kind of the, the motto or the, the idea is to help us all reach our purpose as God created us to do. And I was thinking again, as, as we kind of have talked, as, as we've kind of talked through this about how important that concept is to share. And so now as you're having an opportunity to see this, please like and share this and, and move this into your circle. What, we, what we're encouraged to see is that more and more people globally are, are, are participating in the kingdom living and giving us feedback that it's making a difference. And we want to, uh, that, that, that helps us <laughs> in reaching our purpose. And so if you're not familiar or you may be new, want to remind you again, all these resources and materials are available absolutely free of charge. One of the things that you will notice when you go to the repleminute.com um, is there's not an ask for money. There's not like, oh, here, donate here or, um, you know, do this or do this or become a partner. This is actually, Glenn, how you give back into the community by sharing what God has shared with you. And that's why all these resources are really available. Everything from the REPL Minute uh, that you can get daily, Monday through Friday, um, the Kingdom Living, even the entire um, series about from, that comes from Fraud, the book is available online. And if, yes, if you do want to get your copy, it's not a bad idea. You can pick it up at um, Amazon.com. It's 40 bite-sized chapters, but it's designed to help you uh, step through and understand the really the 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 tactics of the enemy and and to understand what God really says, which is the truth about all that. Glenn, this is so exciting. It's just so much fun to be on this journey. It is. But thank you, Carrie. Thank, thank you, Bruce. Uh, uh, it's just great to walk in. It's it's great to speak the word of God. And we've had a teaching on the, uh, the double-edged sword. It's the word of God speaking through his sons and daughters. So, so that speaks. And we know today's word will not return void. So let's go before the Lord. Father, we thank you. We praise your holy name. You are the creator. You're the source of everything. And you've made us through the Holy Spirit, we are made in the image and likeness of Christ. Uh, we have that incarnate spirit and body, soul and body living inside of us now. Heaven, as Bruce talked about, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy that's living inside of us now, now through the Holy Spirit. We just thank you. We thank you for that. We thank you for the power that you've given us to rule and reign here on earth now. Uh, we thank you. We thank you. We praise you. And Father, uh, as, as, this, as this voice, as this, as this podcast go out, we know it's going to touch lives. And Father, we just thank you. We praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. 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 <laughs> and Glenn, as you were praying, I just kept coming back to the episode of Kingdom Living where you did the teaching on heaven is open now. So again, that would be a great, that would be a great homework assignment. If you're anxious and looking for something that's going to really help you on your journey, look for that episode. Uh, heaven is open now on, on the Kingdom Living podcast. So uh, thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Bruce. And uh, we will see you next time on the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Until then, God bless you.